the pool was always the place where I could like let all my shit go. Um, and I had a lot of stuff in my head, even as a kid. Hello and welcome to the 134th episode of Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm Marathon Swimmer and Coach Shannon Keegan. It's that time of year where things feel a bit too busy. To top it off, my assistant that's been helping me with processing and producing and pushing Marathon Swim Stories out to the world graduated and moved on. I tell you this twofold. One, if you're interested in helping me to produce Marathon Swim Stories, please let me know. Shannon at intrepidwater.com. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, If you notice that episodes aren't coming out as regularly, it's because it's a lot. (laughs) So uh, bear with me. Um, I have one more episode in the hopper after today's episode, and then I'm going to take some time to take stock and do some internal work. But I will be back forward to scheduling some new interviews in 2022 and continuing to connect connect us marathon swimmers all over the world i love hearing from you so don't hesitate to reach out anytime i love your feedback your suggestions all of it for today's episode It was quite a while ago that Carly Miller reached out to me looking to share her story. And I'm so glad that we finally connected and that I get to share her story with you today. I hope you enjoy Carly's story. Happy holidays. Okay, let's try that again. Uh, Yeah. Don't leave. (laughs) Tell me, Carly, what's your story? Just in case we missed that part. So, um, yeah, I, I pretty much lived with my dad for the first nine years of my life. And he, my mom like swam with when she was pregnant with me and my dad, like sometime in his adult, not as a child, but sometime in his young adulthood got into like just swimming laps. And I think like once I was a toddler, he was just like, I want to go to the pool and swim laps. So in order to do that, like she needs to learn how to swim. And, you know, um, I have a lot of pictures of me as a baby and as a toddler, like with my dad in the water. And, you know, that's a lot of my memories from childhood have to do with water and pool Mm -hmm. pools, Mm -hmm. uh, the ocean. Um, But yeah, so I would say by the time I was like four, he had me swimming competitively. Like I, w- I was on like the JCC team. Wow. We lived in New Jersey. And I mean, I remember like competing in like 25s, you know? Wow. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah. And I really wanted to like, even at that age, I remember like there was like qualifying for like, you know, states and stuff. And I was never, even at that age, it was almost like I recognized that I was an okay swimmer, but like, I wasn't the best. I was never going to be the fastest. Mm -hmm. I I remember even at that age that there was this girl who was faster than me and, you know, she would always be faster than me. Um, uh, So yeah, I, I, I was on like a JCC team and then um, I don't really... I don't know, like remember so much of like the ages between like six to nine. Mm -hmm. But then when I was nine, I moved to live with my mom and I joined a a YMCA team. Like swimming was definitely like my thing. Um, Growing up, my dad also got me involved in like baseball, softball, whatever. Um, And I continued to do that as well. But like swimming was my thing. I just loved it. So yeah, when I got to Connecticut, I joined this YMCA team and it was pretty serious. I mean, we, we weren't like practicing twice a day, but you know, we practice every day and, um, I just, it was like swimming. The pool was always the place where I could like let 
all my shit go. Um, and I had a lot of stuff in my head, even as a kid. Um, and yeah, like continued with the YMCA team until I got to high school and then joined the high school team. And I went to, when I moved to live with my mom, we lived in this small town in Connecticut called Torrington. And then you know, the high school didn't have a pool. We practiced at the Y um, and it was weird, but the, this random town in the Northwest corner of Connecticut that was super non-diverse and weird happened to have like a couple families that had really good swimmers. Huh, okay. Um, and so like the YMCA team and the high school teams were pretty good because there was, you know, a bunch of kids that were just really good swimmers. Um, nice. Did they have good coaches? E- yeah. Uh, the, the YMCA team coach, not that great of a coach. My high school coach was like, like a huge influence in my life. Like still, it, he was probably the most influential adult in my life wow. besides anyone in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and in high school, like, again, I was not the fastest swimmer. It was clear that I was not going to be, you know, the fastest swimmer, but I worked really hard and he noticed that my high school coach, his name was Newell Porch. Um, he was like an administrator at the school. Um, his daughter was in my class in school. Um, and yeah, I just think from pretty much like day one, he recognized that I was like a really hard worker and Mm -hmm. that impressed him. Like the fact that I could just, you know, cause I don't know if a lot of people just don't have that work ethic. I mean, now that I'm a coach, I see that a lot of people just don't have that work ethic. That work (laughs) ethic is rare. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the kids that are really good swimmers don't need to have that work ethic because they're just really good swimmers. really talented. Yeah, Yeah. I remember Um, that. Some of them do, for sure. You know, um, I remember like the best swimmer on the team, like when we, before I had my license, like, she used to pick me up. We would go to practice before school. There was only like five kids that did that. Mm-hmm. And I only did it for a year because I was like just so exhausted. I didn't like I would get to school and like not be able to function. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really my high school coach. I think that had like a huge influence on my life. I went through a lot personally during that time. Like my mom got Uh, diagnosed with cancer and like while I was in high school there was some really hard like months and years and swimming was the thing that got me through it was Mm -hmm. like I just kind of let everything out when I was in the water and maybe that's why I worked so hard I don't it was like the more pain that you're in in the water like the more the pain in here just kind of like get out of your head yeah um And so like, yeah, in high school, it was more like setting goals for myself and to break certain, you know, time barriers that, you know, and it's like, you never, I never, I always felt like a second short, uh, you know, or like a little bit short of where I wanted to be. But, um, I was just, I, I really enjoyed my high school swimming experience and Mm -hmm. my coach, um, you know, I reached out to him a couple of years ago and we're, we're in touch again now. And That's yeah, great. like I said, I think he was probably the biggest influence in my life at that time as an adult, aside from people in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, after high school, I was totally burnt out. Like I went to school <laughs> at uh, the university of Vermont. I didn't really think I was a good enough swimmer to swim in college. Mm-hmm. Um, nor did I, I was burnt out. Like I wanted to have a life and I knew that, you know, um, that if you swim, you don't have a life, there would be no social life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, think for me, when I hit like after high school, it's like, I knew I wasn't going to the Olympics and that was like the only end game that I knew for swimming. So it's like, okay, uh, well I'm going to go have a life now. (laughs) Like I didn't know that there was other things you could do with your swimming skills. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was another thing. Like I thought my life in swimming was over. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And for a long time, it was like, I probably was out of the water for 
like 15 to 17 years Mm -hmm. where I would, you know, go to a pool once in a while and do some laps, but like, it wasn't anything regular. And I don't know, I guess I was busy doing other things. I didn't really feel that void in my life. Yeah. Um, but you know, my mom ended up passing away in 2005. And after that, I went into a, you know, bad space mentally, you know, I was just super depressed and on like a cocktail of prescribed psychiatric medicine that, you know, was sort of, I I was like, not a human being. I was like, not functioning. I didn't have a job. I couldn't socialize. Like I was pretty much on the couch, you know, watching TV all day, like not functioning, not like a human functioning in society. Yeah. Um, and then I would say that after my, 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 my husband and I have been, have been together since 2001. We, we met here in California. Um, we didn't get married until like 2013 or 14. We were just, we were comfortable, not, you know, didn't think we would I never thought I would get married, but then it's like, okay, well, for like tax purposes and exactly. all these other things, yeah. Yeah. but like after we actually got married, I decided I, I, I love this man so much and I'm not going to let him live with me like this for the rest of my life. So I quit all my psych meds cold Turkey and so I'm from, not, and that's so 2005 to 2013, you were on psych meds on the couch, not really. Yeah. Well, really. maybe like 2009 to 2000 because there was a while where I was functioning like half like I Uh had a job and okay till like 2009 but then yeah I would say 2009 to 2014 15 like Mm -hmm. totally out of life um and then like I quit all my meds cold turkey and it took like I mean, I don't, I don't recommend that to anyone. It was just what I did and what I needed to do. Um, How did you know, or how did you like, I kind of, I can only imagine being in that state, but like, how do you kind of break this cycle? Like, how did you know, like, I just got to get off these meds? Well, I wasn't a functioning human being (laughs) in society. I had no, I wasn't happy. It's not like the meds were helping me control my depression and anxiety and I was like out in the world functioning right it was like I'm still I still feel like garbage every single day how much worse can I possibly feel let's at least see if this could potentially work for me you know and I, I mean it was rough like the first six weeks I was just kind of like not all you know just continuing to not function but then it was like I after maybe like six weeks I was like I kind of want to go to the pool and that was like the thing where I was like oh like I started to make connections like because my brain had stopped working for a really long time yeah and um I was like oh like I feel like I want to go to the pool and the pool was like where I used to go to make all the stuff better Mm-hmm. And like, I remember the first time I went, you know, I like went to the pool and jumped in the water and I was like, oh my God, like, I may not be able to swim right now. <laughs> like yeah. I may not, I may only be able to swim for like 15 minutes right now, but like, yeah. oh, this is the feeling, you know, like that it immediately all came back, like yeah. being submerged in the water and like all of these things and like, oh, you know, this is what I need to be doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just kept going back and kept going back and you slowly, you know, you build, (laughs) you know it, you know, it's (laughs) like you build from like 15 to 30 minutes and then to an hour. And then you're doing, you know, I really got back into it. And I got to the point where I was doing like 10 K's in the pool. Oh, wow. And I had never done a 10 K before. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know. It was just, I knew that the feeling of the longer I swam, the better I felt like the longer I was in the water, right. When I would exit the water, um, that my day would be just like, I'm in my mind, just way more calm. Just interesting. But that was self, you figured that out all on your own. 
yeah nobody was like oh yeah just keep swimming longer no (laughs) just kept pushing yourself that's amazing no no. I mean through the whole time that I was like depressed and on meds my dad kept saying go to the pool go to the pool you need to exercise you need everyone you know says that yeah those are people that don't understand depression you know like you can't if I could get off the couch you know what I mean I would do all these things but I can't physically do it so then yeah, it was like, once I started going back, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I mean, and then, yeah, when I did the 10 Ks, I was like, wow, this is, this feels really good. But like, I don't know. I want to do more, but I don't, I, the, the black line thing is like destroying me, you know, and like, <laughs> I, had, I mean, if it, say it was 2015, Like I had been living in California and Southern California since 2001 and Matthew, my husband and I, we had gone to the beach sporadically, but like, I had never really gone into the water here. I mean, the water was like cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, when we, and we, when we would go to the beach, it wasn't like to go to the water. It was like to sit on the sand or maybe like have lunch or something like that. And, um, I thought that like ocean, if you wanted to swim in the ocean, you had to be like a triathlete. And there was nothing about me that wanted to get on a bike or start <laughs> run. I was like, not, I'd never been a land sport, you know, like, yeah, I played softball, but like, I'm not going to start running. I'm not going to start cycling. That's not me. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't know for, I wasn't clued into marathon swimming. You know, I wasn't even clued into ocean swimming, but had you done any open water on the East coast or anything before coming to California? Have you like ever like jumped in lakes or I don't know? Yeah, I had. Yes. I mean, like growing up in Connecticut, I went to like camps that were on lakes mm-hmm. and like ponds and stuff. And like, and I, and I lifeguarded at a pond. So I had swum in lakes and, but it's not like you're getting in and swimming across the lake, you know, or the pond or whatever you were like water skiing or like just jumping in the water. Yeah. You know, it was never, um, like putting your face in and swimming. Mm -hmm. Um, but so anyway, when I started to get back into swimming, um, I just like, I, as much as I wanted to like get into swimming, I also wanted, I knew I was very unhealthy from just being like mentally and physically from like being so sedentary for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I had mentioned that my mom passed away in 2005. Um, she had ovarian cancer. She had also had breast cancer prior to that, but after she passed away, like a couple of years after I was tested for the BRCA gene came back that I was BRCA2 positive. So I knew that for a couple of years, but like mentally and physically, I was not in a place where I could do anything about it. Like I couldn't go through surgeries. I wasn't healthy enough to do that. Like I, I just, um, so like once I got back in the water and got like semi healthy, I felt like that was like the, and I still wasn't working, felt like that was the time to start tackling those procedures. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I had a double mastectomy, a prophylactic, like preventative double mastectomy in 2016 in January. I mean, people don't understand, you know, and I don't want to talk about this too much because I want to talk about the swimming, but I mean, having the BRCA gene basically increases your lifetime risk of breast cancer, you know, depending on which mutation you have. But I was like at a 87 to 90% lifetime risk of breast cancer. Wow. And like my lifetime risk of ovarian was like 70%. Wow. Um, So I was just like, I need to, I have, my mom didn't just get sick and die. She was sick for 15 years. And like all the things that you see and that trauma, um, it really, like, I, I knew that I needed to do something. So I had a double mastectomy and in January of 2016. And while I was recovering from that, like I had just gotten back in the water. And so like all my conversations with doctors were like, when can I get back in the water? Like, this is my thing now. Now I have to come and be out. But like, I know I had, I knew I had to take care of it. And they were like, you'll be back in the water in like six to eight weeks. You know what I mean? It was four months. Oh, goodness. I had like a skin complication. I was out of the water for four months. I was like doing cardio land cardio. Like I hate like crazy because it was the only thing that like I could do to keep me 
sane. Yeah. Um, and then I find I finally, she, you know, um, my my plastic surgeon was like four months. You know, I can't, I went to a a checkup. She was like, okay, you can go, you can go swim. Like you you can go. And there was then only like a small window between that time and like the time that I had to have my next surgery. Right. You're and you're just like whatever. Just let me get back. And I remember like jumping into the water that time too. And it was like. I felt like I was jumping into like my mother's womb. Oh, wow. It was like, so it was like, oh my God. Like, I just want to be submerged. And she's like, you can only swim for like 30 minutes. You know what she's I mean? Like, what? Like, I'm like, what? You know? Um, but just being back was like, oh, okay. And so then I, you know, that was probably like April, May. And in June, I had to have an exchange, like a second exchange procedure where they take the expanders that were in my body and replace them with permanent implants. And after that recovery, that recovery was much quicker. Um, I didn't have complications. And once I got back in the water, I was like, okay, like game on, like I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it was like, yeah, July of 2016. And I got my endurance, you know, I was able to get my endurance back up and I start. I like did some research online and I like found some people that were meeting at like the Manhattan beach pier to like do a mile ocean swim or whatever. And like, these people are triathletes, but like, I didn't know anything about the triathlete community then, you know what I mean? I didn't know anything about open water swimming. I didn't know anything. So like I show up to meet these people and like the guy that I had contacted, you know, wasn't even there. These people are standing on the pier. They look like they're about to go swim. You know, they're putting on wetsuits and th- it's September. It's so it's like the warmest it's ever going to be. Right, out here. Right, yeah. But I still point. didn't know what yeah. the water temperature was or anything like that, but I didn't have a wetsuit or anything. So like, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to run down a mile. And I stopped listening after they said run. I was like, what? Like, I'm, I can't run. You know what I mean? Like by the time I get there, I don't know. So we walk down to the sand, they start running. I start running. You know what I mean? I'm literally thinking I'm going to have going to cardiac arrest on this one mile run down the beach, you know? But like, I finally get there and there, none of them are anywhere to be found. There was no, they're all gone into the water. No one told me like, here's what you do. This is how you get in. I had, didn't know anything about going under waves or, you know what I mean? Like any of it. And I mean, I don't know what the water temperature was. It was probably mid to high sixties, but for me, that was like a big shock to the system. You know what I mean? So I'm like trying to, get in and navigate this myself. And like, I'm hyperventilate, you know, by the time I get past the surf break, like my, my, you know, my whole body is like searing with lactic acid. You know what I mean? I'm like, what is happening? You know, I'm looking at the Manhattan beach pier. It's a mile away. I'm like, I can, I've swum six miles. Like I can make it there, you know? And I didn't really have like fear about like putting my face in the water and swimming. It was more like, you know, dealing with getting under the waves and like acclimating to the temperature. I wasn't, I didn't feel weird about putting my face in and swimming. Mm -hmm. So like I put my face in and I swam to the pier and like I rounded the pier and I got out of the water and it it was literally like one of those moments you see in the movies where you're like, I may, you know what I mean? Like I'm alive. (laughs) Um, were you, had you joined the wetsuit thing or you just went in cold? No, I just went in. I didn't have like a wetsuit and I didn't know what I was going to be doing in the future. If this is something I was going to like or not like, I'm just going in, in my bathing suit. Yeah. I mean, in a cap and goggles, you know what I mean? But like these people were gone. Like they didn't. And I realized at that moment that these try this group of triathletes left me to die in the ocean. And like, I didn't, I, at that moment decided like, I didn't like triathletes and I didn't want to be one. So I get to the Manhattan beach pier and I'm walking up the beach. Like, and I probably had just like a look of like trauma or bewilderment on my face. And this guy is walking down the beach and he's like, 
are you okay? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I just like, you know, swam this for the first time. These people left me. Like, I don't know what, what's going on. And he's like, his, this guy turns out he's from Scotland. His name is Johnny. He's this big, I mean, I'm like five, two, he's like six, five, you know what I mean? He's like, well, come swim with us next week. We're much nicer. I'm like, well, who, who are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, he it was like, oh, there's this group of people and we swim, you know, every Sunday or whatever. And we've been doing it for however long. And I came back the next week and met these people and they became like my family. Oh my gosh. That's wonderful. So, I mean, most of them wear wetsuits because uh-huh. most of them are, yeah. Oh, they're, they're smart in the head. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's what uh, you think of smart, but yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, this guy, Johnny, he didn't wear a wetsuit. And th- this group was telling me, oh, you know, like there's this woman named Sue. She's not here today, but she's from England. And she's attempted the English channel a couple of times. And I'm like, what, do you, what are you even talking about? Like, what even is this? I don't even know what you're talking about. Wow. So, I mean, I knew what triathlon was, but like when someone said to me that someone like attempted the English chat, I, I don't know. I just started does not compute <laughs> losing my mind. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I guess I started buying like books and reading, you know what I mean? And educating myself about the, this sport called marathon swimming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I, this sounds like, yeah, this sounds way more like me, not, not triathlon. Cause yeah. I'm just going to injure myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I just kept going back week after week and like meeting these people. And at first it was like super uncomfortable because it was like the first time that I was sort of reacclimating myself into a social environment ah, after yes. so long. Yeah. And I was like reflecting on this the other day and how important these people have become to me. And I think that that's part, part, part of the reason why is that they immediately accepted me no matter like what I look like, how, how uneducated I was about open water, whatever Mm -hmm. the fact, you know, it was just like, you know, uh, yeah, I was just accepted. So that, that that was September of 2016. And, you know, I swam a mile in the ocean that day and you know, several times, probably, you know, between then and December. And in December, this group has a thing where they do peer to peer, they swim from Hermosa Pier to Manhattan Beach Pier, which is the peer to peer swim that is like a race in the summer. They Mm -hmm. do it in December. Mm -hmm. And And I'm like, it's two miles. miles, And I'm like, showing up at the beach in my bathing suit, the water's freezing. It's like legitimately high 50s then. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't know what's going to happen right now, but I'm going to try to do this, you know, and I'm faster than all these people, you know what I mean? Like, so I can swim faster than all these people, but like, I was not acclimated to the temperature, the distance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up finishing the, you know, the two miles. And I remember getting out of the water and like, my husband was, I like, I, I was so we, I like cried in his, I was like, I can't believe I swam two miles in the ocean at 59, whatever 57 yeah, 59 yeah. I don't even know yeah it was cold uh maybe, maybe it was even 60 or 61 but to me yeah. it felt cold mm-hmm. um but it was like it was such a huge deal for me to swim two miles you yeah. know and then like yeah the so I s- tried to swim through that winter you know, and I did like in my bathing suit, I never bought a wetsuit. Like there were days where I'd show up and it'd be like seven feet and seven foot waves. waves and, yeah. You know, I, there's only one time that I ever remember going in and coming out and like okay. not getting past the break. And I mean, I had, there were many like life flashing before your eyes moments where the, you know, the water, like I can deal with big surf in the summer, no problem. But when the water is that cold, it's like on another level. Cause it's, you know, like you're hyperventilating from the temperature. Yeah. There's a seven foot wave. You're trying to go under, you're coming up. There's another one, you know oh I mean? There's gosh. another one. By the time you got out past the break, you were just exhausted. You know, yeah. it was like, that was like, uh, 
those are real gut check moments and me learning like kind of what I needed to do to become better, you yeah. know? And this, um, and this is a daily occurrence or weekly or I would say weekly at this yeah. point I was going, um, or maybe like twice a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like the next year in 2017, I was kind of like, well, I want to do a 10 K I want to do an open water 10 K. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I went down to a bay to Alamitos Bay in Long Beach, which is like not exposed ocean. Mm-hmm. So you're not dealing with a surf break. And I had my friend paddle, like she paddles on a stand-up paddle board, but she doesn't paddle in open ocean. But I'm like, will you paddle for me for 10K? So I swam like three and a half miles, you know, or six, sorry, uh, six and a half miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 6.25, but I, I did a little more. Um, and I made it, you know, it was good. And um, then I, I, a couple months later, did a 10K open ocean, right? And I was super uneducated and like, uh, how, like I need feeds, you know? And like, so I had a buoy filled it up, you know, with full bottles and I'm like carrying a 10 pound weight behind, I'm dragging it the whole way. My first, and I was like, I've, I mean, I'm all about safety, but I've never used the buoy again. (laughs) It was like that traumatic. Um, but I, I did that swim and we swam from like Temesco to Venice pier or something like that. And, um, I, I, I was exhausted after I remember like trying to walk around Venice and being just like, I'm exhausted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, um, I asked someone in that group, like, do you think I can swim 10 miles? And they're like, yeah. And so like, I talked to my friend that was in my Manhattan beach group, like I, he had a kayak. I was like, Hey, do you want, you want to try paddling for me for 10 miles? And I mean, so okay, I'm going to jump from six and a half to 10. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that was like a bad idea, you know? Um, and, um, yeah, we, we did that. We went out and did that and it took me like six hours and 20 minutes, you Mm -hmm. know, and the last four miles, it was like a complete disaster. Mm -hmm. I was like swimming 10 strokes and stopping, you know what I mean? My shoulder hurt, like everything was falling apart. I didn't know what I was doing for feeds. Like I was eating like sport beans or something, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know. And it was a disaster, you know, but it taught me like what I needed what each thing I did taught me what I needed to do to get better. Yeah. yeah. Were there other people in your little pod that were swimming these kinds of distances or were you the only one? No. no. Okay. They were somewhere. No, the group that I did the 10 K with was like a different group. Someone referred me to this group because, Oh, they do longer swims. And, Mm -hmm. um, I barely knew those guys, but, but my Manhattan beach crew, no, they were like one, one, two mile, like Mm -hmm. you're crazy. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, and Danny, this guy from this group, he was the guy that I asked to kayak and, he, you know, we went out and we did this thing and it was a complete disaster, but I completed it and I was like, okay, so if I want to do Anacapa next year, I need to learn how to breathe bilaterally. I thought the reason why my shoulder hurt really bad was because I was only breathing to one side and, you know, like I was like, obviously I need to dial in my feeds. Like, what am I doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And all, like, I just, you know, um, and How'd you get the idea to do Anna Kappa? Well, Sylvia oh. <laughs> had been uh, like stalking me on social media apparently and reached out to me and was like, you know, um, Anna Kappa is a great like stepping stone for Catalina. And <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like what? So yeah, she put it in my head and I was like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, like let's, yeah. So I booked a date for Anna Kappa for 2018. Um, and I, over the, the winter taught myself how to bilateral. I mean, I had been breathing to my left for 40 years. 39 years, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so I taught myself how to bri- bilateral breathe and I started testing like these liquid feeds that people were talking about and all of these things. And um, I didn't have a, a, I hadn't yet at this point transitioned into swim coaching myself. Mm. Um, I didn't have a coach. I was just like, this is kind of what I need to do in order to do this swim. I need to do like two 10 mile swims. 
we went out that year, Danny and I, we repeated the route that we did. I yeah. took like 90 minutes off the time. Like <laughs> I was like, the, and I swam the whole thing. Like I wasn't, you know, it was not a problem to swim the 10 miles. And Danny was like, wow, you know, like you, you've really like improved, yeah. <laughs> um, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I did out of, I, Brian and Sylvia, I don't think that they had ever piloted an Anacapa before. Mm. I think maybe they tried to like have Brian pilot Sylvia swimming. I don't oh. really know what, ha- <laughs> what, but they were maybe trying to get into piloting that channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but after my swim there, no, the, my day was like, um, we pulled out of the harbor and it was like a wall of water comes into the boat. (laughs) There was like a five foot swell. It was dark. I'm sitting in the boat. I mean, it took us like three hours to get to the island. I don't even know. 12 miles. It's 12 miles. You know what I mean? The boat is flying up off the sea. Water. I mean, I was just like, I didn't understand what was happening. (laughs) First official marathon swim. And I had known like, I knew as I knew enough to know, like the day that you book is your day. And like, unless the pilots or the safe, the the association or whoever's running things are going to call it off. Like that's your day. And, and, and if you, you, you say that you're not going to go, then you're out all that money. And I was just like, there were so many thoughts in my head on the ride out to the Island. I was just like, I can't, well, I don't even know what this is right now. Um, <laughs> why, why did I think this was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. What did I get myself into? Um, but yeah, ultimately we got there, jumped in the water, you know, it took me a little longer than would have liked, but like I knew from the swell, I mean, there were waves, there were breaking waves in the middle of the channel. You know, I have wow. waves, like pictures of waves, like breaking with like <laughs> Gina in the background. I mean, you're four miles from shore. Wow. So it was just like that the whole time. And like, oh you know, gosh. Sylvia being Sylvia, it's like every time, like you're going to stop and complain, she's going to be like, what do you want to do? Stop. And I'm just <laughs> like, she knows my personality even then was like, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping in, in, until someone pulls me out of the water because I'm not breathing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I made it, it, it was gnarly. Like, I don't even know the feeds on that. Sw- like my bottle, I would hold it up here. <laughs> I, there's seawater splashing into it. You know what I mean? Like when I would get a solid, I would be like bobbing up and down by the boat to have Sylvia try yeah. and toss it into my mouth. You know, I mean, there was just like, I, I there was a small craft advisory and 15 knot winds and oh my gosh the swim took me like seven hours, 19 minutes. And I was like, uh, I was just stoked that I finished. Yeah. You know? Oh my goodness. What a um, huge boost of confidence. If nothing else. That <laughs> swim being my first official swim gave me a ton of confidence. Cause it was like, if I can do that in those conditions, yeah, whatever. So how did you, so, okay. So do you think that your kind of stubbornness played more into your finishing or more like your crew style you know you referred to Sylvia being like Sylvia but you know like do you do you think that or was it just the interplay between the two that I think it it was both I mean but I think like me knowing me like I had gone into it and I, I had told my whole crew like I'm not getting out of the water until you know I'm dead or like I reached the other side. That was how I kind of approached everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and people, yeah. Like, uh, like even though Sylvia didn't know me that well at that point. Um, and even like my husband was on the boat, Danny was on the boat. Um, Sheree Edward was on the boat. She was my observer these people didn't know me all that well, except for my husband at the time, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, but it was just that kind of attitude that I had about the whole thing going into it. Like, I'm just going to do this and balls to the wall. Let's go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't come out here to quit. Like what, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, because I had at that time, I had decided I wanted to do the California triple crown. I wanted to do it for my mom. Mm-hmm. And when I, when, when, when I'm, oh, I always, when I'm struggling out there, I just think of 
people struggling more than me. There's always someone that the swim is dedicated to, whether it's my mom or my friends or whatever Mm -hmm. with cancer. I'm usually doing, I'm always doing a fundraiser for um, a hereditary cancer organization that I spend a lot of time volunteering for. So, I mean, yeah, just thinking about that those things just get me through like what I'm dealing with right now is nothing in comparison to, you know? Yeah. So got through that swim and like literally a month later signed up for Catalina and was like, Danny, uh, am I crazy? You know what I mean? Like my, I'm like, I need you to paddle for me. And am I crazy? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're crazy, but like, let's go, you know? Nice. That's great. Um, <laughs> That's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like I, I got, uh, you know, I, some, well, I think Amber Baker introduced me to Dan Simonelli and he came on board for my Catalina swim. He didn't end up paddling it cause he had a conflict and Barb Schumacher paddled it, but like, yeah, I got, I prepared to do Catalina the next year, you know, year. in, okay. in so 2019, 20, 2019. Okay. And, you know, like I had ideas in my head about what I wanted to do for training. Like I wanted to do back-to-back six hour swims. Like I wanted to do, you know, how'd you get those ideas for what to do for training? um, My friend Sue, who had attempted the English channel told me about doing back-to-back six hour Mm. swims. That sounded like a really good idea because it was like, Oh, you're kind of like simulating the whole swim within a 24 hour period or like 30 hour period. Um, and so that seemed like a really good idea. And so we went out to Catalina to do the swims along the Island and the water was free. It was the end of June and the water was like low sixties. And that was like kind of my first like battle through cold, you know, really cold training. Um, but it was fun. I was having fun with it. Like my friends were with me that, you know, we were, we set it up that it was just really fun. Like, you know, I had my husband and two other friends, we were doing two hour, you know, paddle, you know, they were each paddling with me for two hours. It was just fun. And, um, like I, I did like a 15 mile and a 16 mile training swim. Like I was never like, I was, my training was dialed in. Yeah. Wow. Like people would be like, you're overtraining, like you're doing too much. And I'm like, cool. Um, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm teaching myself and we'll see if I complete the swim. And then you could tell me that I'm overtrained, yeah. you know, because I need this for my mental confidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's all um, about, and as long as my body is not broken down when I go into it, like, I feel like I'm fine. And I was always giving myself like three weeks to taper. Um, and Catalina, I, you know, that was my first time like swimming through the night. Um, did you, you do know, any night swimming leading up to it to prepare? Um, no, I just did getting in the, in the water, in the dark, in the morning and swimming right, yeah. into, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and I would be like with Danny in these situations and he would be like, oh yeah, it's zero shark 30 or, oh yeah, you're <laughs> swimming over like 30,000 feet of water right now. Or, oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what, you know, or, or oh, it's so windy right now. Are you sure you want to go out and do this? It's not too late to go to a pool, you know? And I'd be like, Dude. um, Yeah. So I put myself in situations where like I did gnarly training swims. I did, you know, things that prepared me and I had Catalina delivered me pristine conditions. I just think because Anna Kappa was a complete shit show. Um, so yeah, Catalina, great conditions, but like the last, you know, when the sun came up, it was like, I could see and the cliffs looked right there but they weren't right there and they looked yeah. right there for like five hours. And <laughs> I was just losing my mind. Like, scream, oh, no. you know what I mean? Like I was, you know, yelling at my crew, yelling at everyone <laughs> on the boat. Like how far is left? You need to tell me the truth. Like, I just felt like no one was telling me the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just, it just wasn't getting closer. It wasn't getting closer, but it was like my first experience with that. Like everyone yeah. says, don't look at it. You know, right. don't, you know, how do you not look at it? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you, what are you saying? Exactly. So I was mentally 
like destroyed for the last few hours, but like I finished, you know, I, I think I was like 1247. Um, and I remember when I finished that it wasn't so much that I was so physically exhausted. It was just like, I was mentally like, why is that there for so long? And it's just taking me so long to get there. Right. I just think I hit kind of like a current at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it just took me longer, you know, to, to finish. Um, but I was like, I don't really want to fall apart like that mentally at the end of swims. Like, I don't want to yeah. be screaming at the boat or my right. crew and everyone's laughing. Cause like I'm swearing and they think it's funny, but like, it's not funny to me. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like going into the next year, which was 2020, I was like, yeah, I really want Tahoe to be different in the sense where like, I don't lose my mind at the end. Right. Um, and I feel like I've really improved upon that. How did um, you aspect. train for that aspect? I don't know. Don't I know. just, t- I, just it was just experience. Yeah. It was like doing more and more swims, you know, yeah. like, um, I, I mean, I did the with a Tahoe the year I did Catalina to prepare for the length. Um, yeah. I, but it was just mentally like knowing that you don't want to get that way. Like if you're not breaking down physically, like there's no reason to break down mentally, like you're, and, and maybe listen to people and don't, don't look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like Tahoe, and, and like 2020 was crazy. Cause like no one knew if anything was going to happen. And it was yep. just like, I, it was my last swim in the California triple crown. And I just really wanted to get it done because I knew that like taking it into 21, like more people were going to be added to that list. Yeah. And it was still yeah. under 20 and I wanted to get on under 20. And like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm going to, I'm just going to train through the pandemic. And I did, I mean, like I, up until 2021, I had done like 95% of my training alone. Um, and I'm not advocating that other people do that. Um, but I, I did that. Um, and yeah, I think that just like during, yeah, like during Tahoe at the beginning, like the length of Tahoe, like Brian and Sylvia, they're, we're standing on the dock and they're telling me, oh yeah, at the beginning, this is going to happen. I, I didn't even, li- I couldn't, I wasn't even listening. I'm in my mind. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So when that beginning part of like crazy choppiness and current or whatever they were talking about was happening, right. I started losing my mind yeah. and this was yeah. like an hour in and right. I'm like, yeah. what the, what is happening? And, um, but then I was like, checked it and was like, okay, this is now going to end. This is over now. And like, you're going to go back to, and I was, I felt like Tahoe was a huge improvement upon Catalina in, in terms of like not losing my mind, not screaming at people Yeah, like people, like when it was over being like, you didn't even swear that much. Like, are you, <laughs> are you good? Like, what, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that, that was, I didn't look like every time I fed, I looked behind me. You know what I mean? I just, yeah, I had, I had learned a little bit. I never asked how far we had left and (laughs) it was just like, all of a sudden this is your last feed and okay, this is it. And that seemed like a way better, that was like a way better approach to everything. Like it didn't, it didn't use a lot of energy. Yeah. When you're You're guilty afterwards from yelling at people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. (laughs) well um what was what did you have any like this shift from the salt to the lake I don't know some people I mean that was a disaster freshwater (laughs) is a disaster like when I swam the width I was like I don't understand why I feel like I'm drowning also everything hurts like three miles in I looked at pictures of myself like I did it I did the width tandem with a friend with Jessica Wood and she's like why was your body like out of the water the whole time and I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm looking at photos, like my body position's all messed up, like really hot. Like it was like, I was trying to compensate for yeah. like drowning yeah. in yeah. the water. Um, but doing the with, I was like, oh, sh- like I really need to fix a lot of things if I'm going to do mm-hmm. the length, 
you know, mm -hmm. and I don't know what those things are. And I'm definitely not going to do a lot of swimming in fresh water, you know, but I'm going to try and I don't know, fix my head. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I had things that I wanted to do. Like I felt right. like my head was too high, like, and that was maybe making my shoulder hurt too early. So mm -hmm. I just tried to like be, have a more neutral body position. And, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I was, there was pretty much, I, I also had COVID like a month, a month before my Tahoe link oh and I had it goodness. really bad. Like I had it, I had like a GI, like I threw up for 10 days. Oh my goodness. I had no, like when I got back into the ocean, I made my husband come with me and walk the beach. So I didn't like die and I could only swim for like 20 minutes. Oh my god! And I was like, how am I going to swim 20 miles in like three and a half weeks? Yeah. But again, it goes back to like all these other things that I've watched people in my life deal with. Uh, my mom, you know, my friend Scott was sick with cancer at the time. And I was just like, what I'm dealing, whatever I'm going to deal with in the water is nothing compared to any of this. So like, just get through it. You'll get, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did Tahoe and it was about 13 hours. And um, I was, when I finished it, I felt like that was the hardest thing that I had ever done. Like my, 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 my arms felt so much different than after Catalina. I don't know if it's the altitude of the fresh water, but like, I couldn't even like rest on my arm. You know what I mean? Like I was like, Oh, and it wasn't like shoulder pain. It was like, yeah. Oh, that's just all over muscle. Use. Pain. <laughs> yes. Use my, yeah. My shoulders are yeah. tired from being used. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, uh, you know, I immediately, I got home from Tahoe. I immediately was like, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to do something else. I reached out to New York open water. I was like, can I do 20 bridges? Do you have a slot for me? You know? And I knew that in normal years, it would be hard to do 20 bridges. And they were like, yeah, here you go. October 1st, wow. let's go. I was like, all right. You know? And then I was like, shit, can I do this? Like, I just did this. Can I do that? You know, I knew, I knew it was 28 and a half miles, but I also knew that everyone said that it's not, it's not really like, you know, cause you get the current assist. Mm -hmm. So I just signed up for it and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and this is in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Like I did Tahoe August 11th. I ended up my date for 20 bridges was August. I mean, October 1st. Wow. So yeah, I just went straight into like training for that. Yeah. And then, um, and I also booked Coronado and did Coronado on October 15th. Right after you got back? Yeah. And I was <laughs> tell, tired. Tell us about Manhattan. I bet. Yeah. Tell me about Manhattan. Manhattan was epic because I was born in New York City and I really wanted to do that swim for like my mom and my dad and my grandparents. And um, I yeah, it was fun. It was like cleaner than I thought. It was super fun. The views are epic. Everything's beautiful. Like at the end, I definitely got tired. I think my body was just tired. Like it was just like, when are we going to be done? I'm tired. Yeah. You know, um, but also I had started to have issues with my stomach during Tahoe with feeds and I, those issues were continuing and they continued through Manhattan and oh, no. Coronado. Oh, um, no. But, you know, I finished. It was fine. Everything was fine. You know, um, why, do Manhattan you think you, uh, why, why do you think you wanted to do Coronado right after Manhattan? Well, I wanted to do Coronado because it wasn't, I think I had it booked before Manhattan, oh. Oh, but okay. um, Coronado was a place that I'd been with my mom when I was young. Mm. And my grandparents had also had a place there. So like all the swims I do are emotionally significant for whatever yeah. reason. And I just really wanted to do that swimming because Dan, Dan and I had Dan Simonelli and I had become just better friends over the years. And because mm -hmm. he wasn't able to do my Catalina, it was like, this is the swim that we get to do together. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to be me and Dan. And there's not going to be a boat. It's just me and Dan out on the water. And I just really wanted to do that, you know? Yep. And I knew that like, whatever, 11 miles after just doing whatever I just did is like not an issue, you know, um, right. that those are the things that you learn to over the years that like, right. if you could swim 28 miles and like, you know, you do 10 miles on like a Tuesday, an average <laughs> Tuesday, it's fine, you know, um, 
so yeah, knock those out. And yeah, it had sort of been in my head that I wanted to do Santa Monica. I wanted to do the entire width of Santa Monica Bay. Oh, wow. Um, for a couple of years, like Amy Gubzer had told me about it, like right after she did it. And I was like, that's like a thing. Like what? Like really? And I had swum so much of the coastline because I live here. Mm-hmm. And so like, from Malibu to PV, I hadn't swum every part of the coastline, but I had swum a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just really wanted to do that swim. And like, after she told me about it, which was probably maybe in like 2017, 2018, maybe 2018, cause I think I just finished Catalina mm-hmm. or no, I guess that was 2019. I don't know. I, I, um, I like went home and like looked it up and saw that like, at the time she was like the first the she was the third person to do it I was like only three people have done this this is cool you know like this is my home water you know and I saw that the first two people that had done it were Forrest Nelson Mm. and who is head of the Catalina Channel Swim Federation and Jen Schumacher and Jen is the daughter of Barb who was my paddler on Catalina and like all these signs were like happy you know and Amy was like I'm like, Amy, I can't swim 27 miles. She's like, you could totally swim 27 miles and I'll crew for you and it's fine and whatever. And um, for like two years, you know, however long I had this in my head. And so like, yeah, when I finished Tahoe, I booked a boat for the swim. And um, but I knew it was going to be like the most challenging thing that I had ever done or I thought it would be. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if it was now people ask me that. Um, I I don't know which one. They're all different. Like all the swims are different. That's how I feel. Yeah. But I was definitely scared of this one. I was scared of 27 true miles, not 28.5 in the rivers around Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I trained a lot. Like I did back-to-back six hours. I did six, four, six, four. I did so many back-to-back swims. I did a seven hour. I did a nine hour. The nine hour was the longest that I'd ever been in the water for a non-official swim. Wow. Like I was like, I'm just going to do everything that I can possibly do to, you know, yeah, it's only another 10 K, but like, I thought that 10 K would destroy me at the end, you know? (laughs) Um, we get up, we, you know, it's the day, whatever, September 21 to 22 of this year, you know, we get on the boat, everything looks pretty and calm and whatever. And then you start getting up to Malibu and it's like, you know, the water is just animated and it's moving and there's like a five foot swell and it's very windy. Like the videos of the start, like all you can hear is like, wind you know and um you know I'm just like what did I get myself into you know what I mean like the whole like there ever been a swim that you started that you were that you didn't think that I feel like that I've always asked myself that right before I get in the water like what was I thinking (laughs) yeah I was like we need to turn the boat around like I'm I don't know what I was thinking but I was wrong (laughs) you know but I think having Amy there, like I, I had assembled for this um, swim, the most, the best, most experienced crew that I ever had. I mean, I had Dan Simonelli, I had Barb, I had Danny, you know, my kayaker, I had Amy Gubzer, I had John York, I had, you know what I mean? Like I had the most experienced crew and I was on Pacific Star and those guys are amazing. And they had piloted the swim um, once before. Two people did it between Amy and the time that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby Bergman, who I spoke to a lot about it. And this guy, Zach, who was friends with Amy. Um, he like blazed it out in June in like 12 hours and 30, oh, wow. something like that. And I would just remember being like, how did he even like 12? Like that was faster than my Catalina. <laughs> That's really fast. For so, 27 miles. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, after he did it, I was like, if this, this is going to legit take me 20 hours, like it's going to. So in my mind, I had told myself 20 hours mm-hmm. and it 
yeah, I mean, it, there ended up being a huge swell and from like an hour in the water, I was vomiting, vomited the whole time. Couldn't keep anything down. I mean, Amy finally figured out like a concoction for me of like hot tea with honey and electrolytes that I was able to keep down. Did that 15 hour. It ended up, I was 1458. Did the whole thing on hot tea. Wow, that's what you need though. (laughs) That's a good concoction. Yeah, and realize that like probably I need to move away from traditional feeds. Mm. Um Mm -hmm. that they're just not my thing. Um, so yeah, that that was I mean, I think easily Santa Monica Bay was probably the most epic swim that I've done. Um, I dedicated that swim to, to Dan Simonelli and my friend Scott, um, and my friend Scott ended up passing away a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, you know, it's been a challenging time. It's my, my, my father-in-law passed away like five days after the swim. So there's never really, you know, when you like train for something for so long and you really want to ride that high, there was never like kind of that high. Um, but yeah, it's still epic that I did it. And the fact that I'm the sixth person to ever swim that to ever do that swim is awesome. You know, I Mm -hmm. love being able to, to know that and say that because this is my home water. I love it here so much, you know? Um, but, but now I know why only six people have done that (laughs) swim. It's, it's no joke. And, the beginning and the end are not like other swims. They're not like Catalina or Tahoe. They're just gnarly. Gnarly. Um, Like you having to navigate, you you know, us, you know, Amy swam into the start with me. And I mean, it's just waves, you know, and just moving water and rocks everywhere. And wow. um, I didn't get injured at the, at the start, which was great. Um, but the end, it was just like, you're getting slammed into jagged rocks repeatedly by waves. And I was just like bleeding everywhere. You know what I mean? There's like no real place to clear the water. The finish is called Rocky point. (laughs) So now I know why it's called Rocky point. Like there's literally pieces of myself and my crew left on those rocks. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. What an accomplishment. Yeah. Super epic. (laughs) Super epic. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your story with us, Carly. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you weren't, that you haven't been able to really bask in that accomplishment. Sorry for your losses. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that um, I will continue to do swims that are emotionally significant to me for whatever reason and swim for people that are meaningful to me for whatever reason. And I know you used to ask a lot, like, are you a process versus outcome (laughs) person? I haven't heard you ask that in a while. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that I am very process driven, like, because if I didn't, enjoy being out there every day or um or if I didn't need to do it to maintain my mental health and sanity mm-hmm. like you know that that's a big part of like why I'm out there why I'm doing it, it makes me feel good mm-hmm. you know so the outcome is the outcome whatever the outcome is um yeah. but my life will always be like living to swim. So, you know, why not try and achieve some cool goals along the way? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what's next. People keep asking me. I won't ask. But I do want to know. It's like, let a person, (laughs) let a person, (laughs) you know what I mean? I think I need a year. I've been like, ever since I got into it, just like consecutively year after year, like doing, I want, I don't, I'm not saying I want to take a year off because that would be bad for me. Uh, but I think I want to take a year to do like um, more mid distance, like fun swims that aren't going to put a ton of pressure on me. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What would you say that you've learned about yourself from marathon swimming? 
I think I've learned that I'm way stronger and more capable than I give myself uh, credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, that even though I may be experiencing certain things in my mind, the fact that I keep going on and just like my, my perseverance, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that being able to like, I don't know if I bounce back great, you know, from things like death, but like, I still get up the next day and like go to the water and go to the pool and, you know, just try and do what, what, what I need to do. Um, so I guess, yeah, I've just learned that I'm stronger than I ever thought that I'd never thought that I could do, you know, that I could swim 20 miles or 27 miles or any of that. Yeah. Um, but I think that like, you know, each time you complete one of these things, it, it's like, Oh, I can do that. And maybe I can even do more. And do I want to do more? And if I do want to do more, like I probably can, you know? Um, so I think, I think like, because I've always struggled with mental illness, like I, the, it's really been the swimming that has taught me. Cause I've always, I think I've always been insecure about that. Like how strong are you really? Well, in order to get through everything I've gone through, I I guess I am really strong. And I think in the swims, I go back to, I think about the people that yeah, are suffering more than me or that have, but I also think about the fact that if I could get through so much suffering on land that I've been through that, like getting through the swim is really just not a big deal. Like that, that emotional and mental suffering is so much greater than, you know, anything physical that you're feeling in the water at that time. And most likely it's going to change your past. Like you're going to feel differently in 30 minutes, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So that's beautiful. You're amazing vessel of strength Carly. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.